Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine Podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, featuring your host, Rico Francis, the president of Club Solutions and Peak Media, and special guest, Paul Bowman, the CEO of Wexer. Enjoy. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to just jump right into the questions. Uh, so very excited. Uh, I guess if you could start, tell us um, about your personal background, maybe where you grew up, some of your early interests, and then um, how you got into what you do today and, and how you got to where you are today. So I'm currently sitting back in my homeland um, of, of, New, of New Zealand. So uh, I have, you know, home is, a, is kind of a mixture right now between uh, London and, um, and and New Zealand. But during COVID, we, we, we moved back. Um, and so, yeah, my upbringing was, I guess, a very traditional uh, New Zealand upbringing, lots and lots of sports, uh, lots and lots of outdoor play, which I think, you know, really invested me in terms of uh, the fitness industry overall. Um, I straight out of school, I was lucky enough to get a, um, a volleyball. Uh, I played professional volleyball, so I went to played for teams like Sydney Lions. Um, played for um, uh, Samsung in Korea, and then I played for um, Heidelberg. But I, I and, and then got injured, um, which I think probably shaped me into the fitness industry. Which I think is a, probably a common story for a lot of lot of listeners for right now. Um, went, got injured, came back to New Zealand, um, and went, okay, what do I do? You know, what I love is is helping people, you know, achieve their their fitness goals, um, and and that's really where it all, all started for me. So you know, went to work for um, club chains here in New Zealand. And then moved to uh, club chains in in the UK, um, and, and I guess that's that's you know that's this is where it all kind of coincides with, with Wexer in, in terms of the story is is that you know where where I was I was actually working um, at Gymbox, which is a, a boutique health club chain in, in in London, and they were producing content by themselves, so they they weren't following the traditional programs that is offered in our industry, you know, such as Les Mills and Beachbody. They were they were doing their own. And we actually did a survey at that at that time, trying to understand how important that was. You know, how much resources should we be putting into our group exercise program? Um, and what we realised out of the survey, and this was what eleven years ago, was a third of the membership were coming predominantly because of four people, um, so four trainers that could only really get. Um, you know, only had maybe one session, maybe two sessions a week in these gyms. So we realised, okay, look that's not good. You know, our rooms have only capacity of 50 people. There's a lot of people that miss out on those classes that that's not a good experience. And, and actually that's where a, a lot of that roots was building for Wexer in terms of, okay, how do we, how do we, how do we make these guys more scalable? How do we, you know, how do we scale that impact at the same time, helping them at the same time, helping us, but, you know, realistically the technology, what wasn't wasn't in place so you know that's actually when i met you know i'm, I'm giving giving you the whole winded long-winded story but i think it's relevant um that's when i met rasmus ingerslev uh who was the original founder of wexa um but wexa in its original form was uh really kind of a social media um you know built in 2008 kind of wanted to be the facebook of fitness um my suggestion was let's make club groups as relevant as possible, um, either by, you know, providing technology and endpoints to be able to scale these rock stars. And, and, and you know, that's kind of the, the birth of, of Wexa and, and, uh, and, and, and kind of my story and how it combines. Good. So you're the CEO. Yep. So if you could uh, take our listeners through, you know, what, 
what you do on a day-to-day basis and what your role is in the company? Yeah, so day-to-day basis, you know, we've really trained, you know, we've, we've grown significantly over the last seven years. I, I have a very well-established um, management team. We we manage our our business more like a more like a matrix than a traditional kind of hierarchy. We we kind of you know we talk about four different pillars in our business, which is um, customer acquisition. Uh, sorry, product customer acquisition fulfillment and then customer success so we we have a lot of collaboration and team meetings in regards to those pillars and how to make it better because what we realized was if we have just one owner not just one owner impacts it so yes we have a head of customer success but the group needs to affect it because everything's so intertwined you know us as a business trying to support club groups and really trying to become a hybrid business we need to be able to be aligned constantly throughout that process through that sales that that sales process to that fulfillment process to the ongoing product updates to understanding how to get more adoption for the users so so my um my day-to-day is is very much focused on those pillars and how do we make how do we make a one percent improvement you know every single week um and then of course you know very much i'm very big on people management you know i i think you know everyone would contest to that, that that knows me in terms of you know we i'm big on trying to make people empowered to to make make their own decisions and you know and and luckily with my my team they, they do that and but that that's a very much a a cultural thing so you know we are lucky that we're a business that can span the globe um and we can still keep communication high we can still keep our culture strong um but that's all very much i drive that as as as, as much as possible to get the most out of everyone and and, and 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 to ensure that they're enjoying their job so i guess my day-to-day is that and then of course that that's kind of one side and then i spend as much time with clients as possible because it's you know it's, it's trying to understand I am originally a health club guy. A lot of, you know, my board members, um, you know, chairman and, and vice chairman are all health club owners. So it's just trying to understand what their pain points are on a daily basis and how we can support them better. Um, and then that flows down to the pillar setup that we have to be able to help those, those health club operators. All right, let, let's talk about virtual fitness programming specifically. Um, you know, they're, they're, good firms or good vendors who offer solutions, how would you say what Wexer offers is different, is differentiated? Um, and how does that impact health club operators? Yeah, I think I think it comes back to what I, what I suggested before is that we are health club operators building technology solutions to support them. So that means that we, we open up our paradigm a little bit more than I would say our competitors. You know, if you look at our product set, we have virtual, we have gym floor solutions, we have, you know, APIs, we have SDKs, we have web solutions, we have app solutions. So we're by far the most um, friendly when it comes to how to adopt essentially a digital endpoint to be able to distribute your content, um, you know, because everyone's journey is different. Some people from a health club point of view just want to kill dead space and, and you know, can see that, that ideally all they want to do is be able to offer content um, when traditionally it does it's not effective to do so so okay that makes more sense for virtual however some club operators look want a complete you know new revenue stream driven by digital and they're going to create content to be able to drive that so if that's their own app and then we are the engine that provides the content or we are the app in the the entire um ecosystem of the development we can we can do all of it so our our question has always been that we've always asked ourselves is how 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 do we drive our own adoption to make it easier for operators to 
um, succeed in trying to create a hybrid business model. Um, and, and we believe, and we include even the virtual technology, you know, the, what we call the in-club solutions as a hybrid, because, you know, what we're seeing now more than ever is when club groups are creating content and when they're starting to structure um, good scheduling on their digital program, it's important that both of them are done, you know, their mobile and their virtual talk together, because what we're seeing more and more is the kind of the rise of the rock star, so to speak. So, you know, I, I gave the story about um, myself at Gymbox, where we, you know, we realized that we had rock stars, but how do we scale them? That's reality now, you know, and, and I think a lot of club groups aren't understanding that completely in terms of they can take their rock stars that have been delivering sessions for years, put them on the screen, give them their own channels, um, and these and, and and it will fly because you know what a lot of consumers are saying now before you know so let me rewind a little bit is before before um, COVID it was all about production values so some some production you know we have the most content there is we have the most content partners we have the biggest library um, and but the the what where it was going was more the more higher production you know we had content partners hiring out Venice Beach having celebrity instructors all that type of stuff. Now, since COVID, it's changed in terms of uploading speed um, and, and more authentic. So, yes, there's still a real need for highly produced content, but what we're seeing is people want to follow people. So people want to follow, you know, that, that trainer Bob on a Friday and because they might not be able to do a session with him, but they, they want that recorded or they want some of his sessions recorded. But what we've also realised during the pandemic's um, impact is the fact that local stars really drive a lot of adoption onto the platform. And when, when club groups enable their rock stars to allow them to create the content, but then that also drives um, third-party content that we have. So the whole pie is growing in the entire digital adoption, um, which is a great thing. But, you know, I, and I, I guess to your point, we are the specialists in both the delivery, the technical delivery, and the execution of the flywheel to get adoption. Um, no one does it better than us. Okay. So if I'm a health club operator, um, in terms of bottom line impact, yep. um, are you or is Wexer um, driving new revenue for me? Are they, um, or are you um, helping me to retain my members? Um, I don't know if, if cost savings um, enters the equation or not, but just talk to yeah. me a little okay. bit about bottom line impact. Yeah. Um, I, I and, and it's all um, it's all about how they put it into their business. But we essentially, you know, we we, we actually look at our, when we develop our products. We develop our products of will it help revenue? Will it will it help retention? And does it help out, outsell? You know, in my in my eyes, that's essentially the health club business: um, sales, retention, upsells. Um, so we always look at how we how we impact that. So you know, from a, from a revenue standpoint, um, well, yes, because of course we're we're enabling them to sell their their content stars as a membership option so you know we've got some club groups that are over a million users now on our platform that are that are that are subscribers that was was revenue that they weren't realizing however you know the the joys about and this is you know what i would say to people that are listening is a lot of people look at peloton daily burn you know those type of content which most of them are actually on our system anyway in terms of content partners however their biggest issue is their cost per cost of acquisition versus their lifetime value is a really really fine balance whereas a health club operator they've already earned the right to upsell to them or they sell to them so you know they've already got the database that they can convert so their cost per acquisition 
is tiny and their lifetime value can be more far more significant. So when operators are just doing a straight digital play where they're trying to commercialize their revenue, you know, we ask, we're, we're special, we're, this is what we do well. Um, but the, 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 the joys of that is, you know, what we're seeing in particular is that they can use their core competency of selling memberships essentially and adding digital on because, you know, right now the users are saying, look, what happens if we go into a lockdown? What happens if there's more restrictions? What happens if there's Omicron in my in my club group? I still want to engage with the brand. I still want to see that instructor. Um, so it's ensuring that we you have the infrastructure to be able to do it. And, and but you know, in, in regards to retention, we're seeing this significantly impact now as well because we're seeing people just in that use case, you know, virtual has seen a, seen a, um, a growth of around about five times in terms of, you know, we're doing over 25 million fitness experiences a year. Virtual has seen a significant increase because, and I think it's in two ways. One, one you mentioned in terms of, I think, cost cutting has been significant with health clubs. So they've been using virtual and maybe the instructors that used to do that class actually shoot a virtual class and then deliver it on the schedule. So we're seeing that grow significantly because they're using their own stars. Um, and then of course the retention factor on the, on we're, we're seeing so much more up, um, you know, the correlation between usage patterns being maybe one swipe per week physical, one swipe per, you know, one, one on, on the system. So we're seeing this combination grow and grow, you know, it used to be, you know, really people that just wanted to have more convenience use the system but now it's the low confidence users using the system it's the it's the people that just want variety in their workouts using the system and it's the people that want convenience so you know it's a it's a really great headwind for digital overall but it's also a great thing for health club operators to embrace because you know they've already got the talent i think this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand is you've already got the talent doing the talent you know and and sometimes we've got some self-limiting beliefs in health clubs that Hey, it's not good enough. You know, it's not as good as Daily Burn. It's not as good as Peloton. But local stars are the key. You know, like I've I've talked to the CMO of of, of Peloton many times, and he said the biggest threat to Peloton is local stars because they can never be as relevant to you know they can they can create this amazing experience within their solutions, but they can't be as relevant as Bob, who I can actually see down the street and I can see in the gym, and actually I'll follow his content. Um, so that's the power that health clubs have to unlock if they're wanting to succeed moving forward. Now, now, are you seeing customers um, in terms of how they monetize it? Are you seeing, talking about the digital element that you're describing, mm. yeah. um, are you seeing that it's it's a premium type membership or are they uh, just including it? I mean, the last year and a half in particular has been really yep. challenging yep. Yep. Um, for all of us across the world to where they're just including that as exactly. a value add as part of the membership. What are, what are, what are you seeing? We, we, we've still probably got half of our clubs probably adding it in as a premium membership. So your top tier membership, you naturally get the things. I, I don't disagree with it. It has its place and, and it's good for them upselling memberships. So you can clearly get an ROI on it. However, where, where I've seen the most successful clubs the, and like Evolution Wellness, um, RSG Group are uh, examples of this is where you do a heavily discounted offer at the point of sale. So, hey, I'm joining. I've got an outcome that I want to achieve, weight loss, you know, um, get bigger, stronger, et cetera. Um, hey, do you want us to help your goals anywhere, anytime without, without you know, anywhere platform? Um, then that's when you try, and, you try and hook them because it also helps the mind of an operator to understand that that's, a, that's the 
it's like when you sell PT straight off the off the bat at point of sale. You know, you, you're already managing that line far greater than what you would do if you just added as a membership. It kind of becomes like the sauna or swim, swimming pool effect when it's added. You're not focusing on it enough, but it's such an important part of your business moving forward. It needs the focus. So therefore, if, if that's the way that you have to do it to focus on it and therefore understand it as its own business, that's what I recommend. And, you know, look, that's what we're seeing is, is, is when people are joining with a heavily incentivized, you know, 50% off for the first year digital membership when they're joining in their, in their original membership, because then you're going, okay, this is how I pay my content stars, or this is how I do, you know, how I do this commercial model. Because I think when it comes to the financials and yet you're looking at how well is digital going, you're only looking at how much membership revenue you've sold more, where it's right. actually not, it's just not relative. So it's a far greater um, way of executing it is when it's at point of sale and it's heavily discounted to get them to use it. And we've also seen higher usage when that's happened because they're paying for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what are some other challenges or trends um, that, you know, may not be obvious um, that you're seeing that you can help operators with? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it probably is obvious, but I think it's still not executed is, is that the realization of, of just starting with like the, the third party library makes is a, is a really, really important factor because when they're buying into their overall digital proposition, it's like, well, I get my local content and I get this all this amazing content i think there's a real as i said self-limiting belief when you kind of go if i compare our local content versus you know what in, is in the wixer catalog it doesn't compare it actually doesn't matter um because what we've what we've realized is even even some of the real worst content that we've seen will still get engaged because it's local it's that particular person that's actually delivering it but what will what also happens is that within a month to two months that production value goes up those instructors get better. They understand how to deliver to camera. They get feedback from their users. They get they, they start to feel like a bit of a rock star because they get noticed far more. So you're really scaling their impact. And, and you know, I, I'm a true believer in that. Um, it, it's not it's not about the brand anymore. You know, I think health clubs, you know, and, and you know, at Gymbox, we were all about the brand, um, but it's not about, it's actually about the people. Um, the people are the key factor. And if you can put them in a what I would kind of describe as a marketplace. So, you know, you have all your trainers under your brand as a marketplace. That's the better play moving forward. And, and I think it's obvious when I say it, but the execution is not there. Um, you know, and, and that, that's, you know, that is where we're, that's kind of the, the bridge that we're trying to solve is helping them to understand that and, and trying to get rid of these self-limiting beliefs that they have to happen because, you know, they're happy to deliver that content to people locked in four walls why aren't they happy to deliver that same content outside the four walls and if it, if it isn't good enough for them then let's change it but the thing is you have to kind of expose yourself to that feedback to then change and, and that's what we've seen with you know all the successful club operators around the world that are successfully executing a hybrid solution very good um you've covered a lot you may have covered what i'm about <laughs> to ask but i'll ask it anyway uh, go for it there was one thing that uh, you'd like our listeners to know about Wexer that uh, maybe they you know don't know, or maybe it's a misperception, and it can be about the category that you're in, sure. or it can be about you know your 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 company specifically. If there's one thing you'd want them to know that maybe they don't know. What would that be? 
Yeah, I think I think, and, and again, this again might be obvious, but you know, we like mobile for us. You know, we, we're essentially we're a virtual company where we would be putting solutions in club. You know, we we moved to both solutions from 2017, 2018 onwards. So, I, so I don't know if a lot of listeners listeners even understand all the mobile work that we do in regards to. Our product system where we have, you know, the web players, we have um, apps, we have um, SDKs and APIs. So, so, you know, if it's, if you're looking for a mobile solution and also connecting it with a virtual solution, you know, talk to Wixa, you know, we've got a whole ecosystem of, of products. I think a lot of people, you know, and it's natural, isn't it? When you engage with a company, you kind of go, right, I've engaged them to solve this problem and this is what their past was, and, and and they don't really understand everything else we do. But you know, if if you haven't been in contact with us for a while, I suggest you do so to to understand how we can help you hybridize your business. Uh, what about future plans? Uh, maybe I'll ask it two ways. Maybe the next twelve to eighteen months. Uh, yeah. So so uh, for Wexer, and then longer longer term, maybe three to five years. What what, what yeah, are you yeah. So, so I think I think right right now it's all about how we how, how we take the rock star talent that's sitting in clubs and putting it out on digital devices, changing that perception. Is you know the next eighteen months for us is all about you know because I'm kind of giving a more of a problem because that's how it's shaping our technology because we're trying to make it more user friendly for clubs to engage with us, trying to make them understand how easy it is to commercialize that offering. So it's very much let's get let's get content creation happening within clubs, putting it on in-club solutions, putting on mobile solutions that will help the business be more relevant to its customers. That's that's 100% our goal in the next next 18 months um, and, and supporting that with, with third-party content. I guess, you know, moving forward, you know, we are, of course, you know, I think every tech business is probably, probably mentions it, but, you know, we are interested to see the impact of like metaverse. We are interested to see how we can, we can start shifting Really, you know, I know everyone would come on this podcast and say the same same thing, but it still hits me in the heart. You know, there's still 80% of people that aren't working out right now, um, maybe even more since 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 COVID. And it's like, how do we make how do we make it more accessible? You know, the original mission of Wixer is how do we make um, world class fitness accessible through the use of technology, and, and that still comes comes to our head. You know, do we do does us as a business need to be working? trying to connect, you know, and we've done this in in parts, you know, trying to connect health clubs with insurers um, and trying to connect them together to have it. I think the joys about digital now is we, we're starting to see so much growth outside of our interest, industry with like telecom providers, um, you know, insurance providers, multifamily housing, you know, single housing units. But the thing is, I still feel it's Wix's job to try and draw that back to the health club experience because that is the best health it is the best experience digital is never going to replace the the one-to-one this is amazing you've changed my life but we can support everything around it so you know our goal kind of you know longer term is what's the ecosystem of how where we play to try and connect businesses and you know as I said insurance companies etc into the industry to have a better solution because a lot of them are just creating their own solutions. You know, like when, how many times we're in a conversation, Hey, we just want to take Wexer. I'm like, well, are you connected to any health club? No, no, no. We just want, we just just want to track people doing exercise. And I'm like, well, you know, you're going to get a better result if you actually include the industry. Um, I had this conversation on a daily basis, Um, but, but it's not happening. And and we, we're starting to see our role evolve to try to be that connector. Fantastic. 
if our listeners want to contact you or the company directly, what's the what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so prob- prob- probably email. I'm still a bit old school. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> so social. I'm not strong. So I'm on LinkedIn. Feel free to reach me out, reach out or just email me at paul at wexer.com. Um, you know, go to go to wexer.com to understand what we do. And, and look, we've got, a, we've got a friendly team. We're not here to sell. We're, we're, we're literally here to help you become more relevant to your consumers. That's how our business model is a, is a win-win partnership model. So, you know, just talk to them there's no obligation just talk to them understand what you can do understand best cases best case scenarios from around the world um and then hopefully get inspiration to how to adopt that into your business thank you paul thanks for joining me on the club solutions podcast today it was great getting to spend time with you and learn more about how you can help our listeners i wish you continued success in the future thank you very much thanks for having me Mm -hmm.